Welcome to the Supercoach Guns and Adriatosaurus podcast. We're here for episode five and you heard the songs. Let's kick the show off with Nathan from Supercoach Guns. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm a bit shocked by the news that's come out in the last week or so, but you know, keeps it interesting, doesn't it? It certainly does. Um, Two players that absolutely most serious players would have owned you know, it kind of cuts down the pool, I guess, but I've been fielding lots of interesting questions from people who are saying, you know, like, all right, well, there's less sort of X-Factory gun players to pick. Should I move on to a Scorcher or should I bring in someone who's not around one person? Um, I think there's some little um, possible diamonds in the rough there that we can pick from as well as alternatives. We'll discuss those things and a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, you know, great stuff in the podcast, but let's kick it off with um, the two things that were we're we're on the song um maxwell a broken leg it's obviously one of those bad ones where the old bone comes through unfortunate thing maxi is out of the bbl um well he says he might like to try to get back by the end of it but he's certainly not going to be there for our round one teams no definitely not and it's a a massive blow for the stars because in all honesty they had a pretty good roster going into this but uh this hurts them completely um I, no, I think I'd just be playing to get the number one pick next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing with the stars is, are they going to replace him? I mean, he probably is a very, he's like an import of a Dre Russ. Like he's their Dre Russ. Um, yeah. Are they going to do anything about it? Or are they just going to go with local players? What's the go? Well, because he's not international, right? You can't just go out and splash your cash on an international placement player. So they sort of have to look internally, I guess. Yeah, um, that's right. This is yep. where I see they're going to completely rely on Marcus Stornis. I talked about this in the uh, solo one I did. Yep. Uh, yep. Marcus Stornis is going to be that dude. He's just going to be doing everything for them. He'll be the captain. He'll be bowling close to four overs. He'll be opening. Uh, he's probably my third favourite captaincy choice for round one, even though he's only 3,000. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's probably worth a tickle for a VC because they're in the first game. Um, I like him and look, Sam's there copping a golden or whatever in the, in the most recent game to a match there. Um, you know, it could be a go, especially he's definitely enhanced. You would have always gone Stoin um, at the price, um, but you, I reckon it probably gives him... A, and probably gives a few players in the team a better role. And I think it probably Maxwell does bowl himself and he does bowl overs. Yeah. That's going to go to other people now. And I think Stoin as the captain might just take it on his shoulder. He likes to sort of be the man, the big Stoin. Um, who else is going to benefit? I think Maxwell would have come in at four was my pick. Um, but it's going to obviously be Clark. And I think Stoinis opens who's going to be there three and four in your opinion. Okay. This is a bit controversial. I've got Joe Burns at three and Hilton Cartwright at four. Now, I don't think Burns makes up for the overs, right? I think Stornis makes up for half the overs and Webster might bowl a bit. Um, but I think Burns batting at three, um, I would have had him at probably four or five going into uh, this season with, with Maxwell there. But now that he's at four, three, um, he's got to be up there in your cheapy rankings. It could be Nick Larkin as well. I mean, they're exactly the same price, so it doesn't really matter who gets it. Probably not for Super Coach. Um, whoever does bat three, if, as long as out of Webster, Burns, and Larkin, you pick whoever bats three. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a sixty-two k. It's going to be one of them, unless Cartwright comes up. But I think he probably stays where you said. I reckon it's going to be Burns or Larkin. I've probably got Larkin, and that makes me happier because I think he's better than Joe Burns. Um, probably runs on the board anyway. Not much better in the BBL. Um, but I think 
you know, if you're looking just for that sort of cheap play that you have on your bench, they play the first game up, you know, someone batting at three, you could do a hell of a lot worse than a 60 K who you can just take a look at. Um, and if they don't fire, then don't bring them in. Just play someone else yeah. in your starting lineup. Um, look, they're going to obviously be a man short. Um, is that going to have, you think they're going to make it up with, um, you know, Joe Burns and Lark and probably batters. Um, yeah. Um, well, I think in terms of uh, to replace the bowling, they'll use Stuart and I think they'll bring in Brody Couch. Mm. I think he was probably going to be unlucky to miss out yep. in that full strength 11. So I think he's straight in there, easy selection. And I've got NCN now actually batting at number seven, mm. was, whereas he probably was number eight in this lineup beforehand. Um, yeah, so I think Brody Couch and Trent Bolt and possibly Stornis take up the majority of the death bowling. Mm. Um, and the new ball bowling will be, I imagine, Luke Wood and Trent Bolt. Yeah. I think Couch probably interests me a little more now because I think he's a good chance of bowling death overs, and they did a little bit of that with him last year. So um, mm. some big changes in there. I think, you know... You, you, some people are not going to want to take a, a tickle on a Burns or a Larkin, but I think that those are the real winners from it. And probably, you know, Nathan Coulton-Nile, um, Couch, at his, what, what's Couch cost? He's $105,000. All of their bowlers outside of Trent Bolt are around that early yeah. 100000 mark. So I think it could be a real point of difference for you. You could either go a Zampi, you could go a, a Nathan Coulton-Nile, you could go a Couch. I will go through our teams, um, but you can pick whichever one you want out of those. I think if you if you fancy a bowler, um, the other one is Willie. What's going on, Willie? You were, mm. he, what number was he in the bloody draft? Uh, he was number six, six. I believe, or number five. Oh, was, such a great get. And then watching him, you know, yesterday on the TV taking a couple of polls there you know, versus Australia, and he's just gone and said, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." Yeah. I Oh, you should be locked into it. You should be locked into having to play. There should be no get-out clause. You should have to commit to your contract. Um, anyway, yeah. look. F you, Willie. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez, we could have done with him too. He was looking like a surefire stud for the season as well. Yeah. Um, the thing with him, yeah. though, is unlike Maxwell, who's um, an Australian player, Willie was an international. Um, so let's talk about, you know, I heard on your solo some of the suggestions. What do we think really is going to happen? What do we think? What do I think? I think they signed Tom Curran. Yeah. I think they signed Tom Curran because he's pretty much like for like. He's available. They'll get, they won't get the full availability from him, but they're already going to be scrambling regardless. They may as well just sign the best player they can get. Tom Curran will perfectly replace David Willey. Um, if they can get Sam Curran, that'd be better, but I just don't think they will. Mm. I think Tom Curran's... Teams, you know, he's in their teams, isn't he? A lot of their short-form yeah. teams. He's a major player in that in England cricket right now, whereas Tom Curran couldn't even crack the World Cup squad. So his availability um, outside of other T20 tournaments is very good. So I, I do think that Tom Curran will come in here. He'll bat six or seven. Um, I think even with Tom Curran there, Daniel Sands will still bat six. Yeah, I think And so. I think even with Tom Curran batting at seven, he will still reach what he was doing at the sixes. So I don't think it negatively impacts either of them. Although Mate. Curran will be cheaper. Yeah, anyone called Curran who's on back-to-back doubles will be in my team. I will 100%. Yeah. I'll take him over Matt Short. I don't care. I'll, I will take a current. If it's Tom, he's straight in. I really hope, because I know last time he was here, he finished off really expensive, but obviously he's been out of the game for a couple of years. So yeah. he should come in around Willie's price. And if it's a current, get him in your bloody teams. I tell you that yeah. much. If it's Sam Curran, you're looking at probably the 180,000 bracket just because of how well he's just played in the World Cup. Yeah, uh, and he's probably the captaincy choice round one if it is Sam Curran because he'll bat six. He'll take the Daniel Sam's role. He'll do it better than Daniel Sam's. He'll mm. he'll carve it up. 
Really interesting. Well, I mean, I hope it's a, I hope it's Tom or Sam. I mean, I think it's probably more likely Tom, but I'll have either of them 100% yep. if they come in. Um, hello to everybody out there. Follow us on the socials. We do this every week, so we're not going to go into it. Supercoach by Adrian Asaurus and the Supercoach Guns and all the stuff. Um, so let's go to our nuts and bolts section. What, let's have a quick look. I'll go in and filter it in. Let's have a look at where the ownership now of the – relevant teams to the round one, obviously the three teams in there where the ownership sort of lands. Now we'll get a bit of an idea, I guess, um, who people have moved Maxwell and Willie onto. Um, and we'll discuss, I guess, um, what we think of where it's gone. Um, is there anything that we disagree with? Let's have a look. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going in and filtering. Who's, is there any big, um, switches, uh, you know, so ownership in there. I'll, I'll go through some that stuck out to me. Um, Zampa is going up. Obviously, he he was. Oh, I think he was lower thirties, but he's been in really good form, and I agree yeah. with that one. Um, Hales is now up to forty three point six. He was at thirty eight. Sort of flopped his way out of the uh, well at the end there in the final. Um, but you know, I still I still love him as a pick now, and particularly when you lose X Factor players like Maxwell. I, I like him as an X Factor. Um, anything else in there? I can't believe that um, Harry Nielsen's 30.4%. Oh, yeah, look, I thought last year he might have had a breakout season. But then you just show he's just not that very good, you know. Mm. I, I, if he does do well, good on him. But I think I'll pass. I'd rather have Inglis and Jilks as my keepers. Yeah, and look, one thing that sticks out to me is that people have not adjusted to the Maxwell news because he's still at 34%, um, yeah. which is, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that ownership-wise, I've seen a little bit of an uptick to Bolt, um, who was around 19. DeGrand home has gone up a little bit. David Willey's still at 20. So we've essentially got, you know, a 50% of swing still to happen, you know, when, yeah. when it comes to those two players, I think we'll probably see, I reckon a lot of Matt short, a fair bit of, um, mm. you know, I think people... he's gone up as well. Yeah. Matt short. Um, he was early twenties, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look, people would have been, if they're going maxi, you know, maybe they skipped a Sam's, maybe they skipped a, you know, uh, Rashid or something. Obviously, they're going to go up. Rashid's at fifty five percent. He should be a hundred percent. So we'll see swings as they go. Um, you know, we'll talk about our teams. And I've made some changes because I ha obviously both you and I had both of those players in our teams. Yeah. So we'll talk about what what we've done with our teams. Um, who do you think is the best replacements? Um, for for them. Mm, great question. Uh, in terms of super coach, I think. You know, Maxwell is very similarly priced to Tread Bolt, and his ownership, Tread Bolt's ownership is probably not high enough considering Maxwell's still owned by 34%. I think at least half of them go to Tread Bolt. Yep. Um, and I think the other half should go Matt Short. Yeah. At that sort of price. Yeah. Um, for David Willey, I think it's simple. I think you go Joe Clark. You're only spending $4,000 more. Um, again, got a double round one. Yes, he doesn't have the double round two, but he feels like a right pick mm. and he's going to be heavily relied upon in this batting order with no Maxwell. Can I throw a name at you that is probably one that could, you know, help you in this when you're buying your marsh type ones in round two, if you wanted to sell them, or you could have them on the back to back doubles in Jason Sanger? I knew you were going to say him. I don't know how I knew, but I knew it was going to be him. Yeah. A lot. I like him. I like him. It depends on who signs for the uh, yeah. funder. It's the replacement. I think if they go with a, you know, plug the gap or round or sort of guy, like if they don't get, if they don't land a Curran and they land someone like Muhammad Nabi, who I thought, they might, um, it, it might hurt uh, Jason Sanger a little bit. Whereas if they land an out and out bowler and end up on a spinning deck, like I say, Let's say they land Sheldon Cottrell or, you know, I can't think of another one off the top of my head. Sakib Mahmood, the guy from the Paper of the Thunder last year. If um, they one of those guys, then on a spinning deck, um, Jason Sang is their second spinner. So he'll bowl for sure. Yeah. And that's it because we've got, oh, you know, the chat is Tad Veer's no chance really for round one. So he will be second spinner in that team. Um, yeah. You just hope that you'd get maybe some 
spin or an overall two out of him in those um, two games in round one. If you're going to go with him in round one, I think, but yeah, I don't reckon he's the worst option. He's around a 170 price point. Um, if you didn't want to go a bolt, you know, but for me, it was a no brainer. I will talk about our teams. I, you know, I, I was thinking about, I, I was thinking about, I don't want to um, screw over my, plans for Mitch Marsh. And if I go a cheap player or spread the funds, I'm still going to have trouble in, in the buying Mitch Marsh for round two. So, um, you know, price point matching was important to me. Yeah. Agree. I was in a chat just recently where someone said, you know, floating the old um, fade Mitch Marsh in round two um, because of their strong bowling lineup. And I laugh at the suggestion. Yeah. So, just you do that, you're stuffing yourself over. Just picking, yeah, some some players, think. you you absolutely, it's not a time to be a cowboy. You know, yeah. sometimes it pays off, and that's why we have people suggesting that you do it. But on the law of averages, you know, players like Mitch Marsh, 240000 for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And Mitch Marsh is fastly entering that category of Glenn Maxwell, where even if you don't think they're good enough, you just still pick them because you're the consequences are far better than the rewards. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, there's gonna he's gonna be extremely highly owned. So, you know, your go your chances of succeeding are, are probably slimmer because you're the your minority. So um I wanted to think about how I pay for him and that sort of led a, a few of my changes. Also, you know, Willie and Maxwell were two players with batting and bowling who I saw as premium scoring options. So I wanted to replace yeah. them with people who I thought could do premium type scoring in my team. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And um, yeah, no. Beautiful. Okay. All right. So moving on, um, let's uh, have a look at our teams um, where they are now, what changes we made. I'll go first. It was Maxwell straight out to, um, to bolt for me. I was, Every week when we talk about people who we feel uneasy about, it was always Bolt for me. Um, I really think he's um, a good chance. You know, I'm in a chat where everyone's like, oh, you're going with Hales. He doesn't like those left arm in swinging opening bowlers. And that's exactly what Bolt's going to do. So um, I've got him in. I've got him into my team instead of Maxwell. Um, I have also um, got rid of um, Willie and I've gone with Joe Clark. Um, I can afford um De Grand Home, but I've I've flicked him. He's not in my team. I've made multiple changes to my team. Um, and I've brought in Nisa, I've got in Bolt, I've gone with Zampa, and I've chucked Nathan Coulter-Nile and De Grand Home. Um, you know, and that's the, those are the changes that I I've made. I've flicked a few. Now, my reason for flicking Nathan Coulter-Nile, it was actually the the playbook guys when they were scoffing on the call um, on their, their podcast about anyone not owning Zampa and they flagged that, you know, last year, Nathan Coulton, was rested in the second game of their double. And that kind of scared me a little bit because he, he is 35 years old. I don't know if they've got the luxury of resting um, because of, you know, the troops amount that they've got, but at 35, having a bit of an, an injury history, um, and Maxwell, oh sorry, and um, Zampa being in really good form. Um, I flicked him to Ma to Zampa. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. So um, um, for me, um, you know, it's uh, I'll, I'll go through my whole team. Inglis and J Jukes are still in the in the um, wicket keeping spot. I've got Dan Sams, Joe Clark, Alex Hales. I've got Shadab in my starting lineup and Rossell. Um, I chose to stick with Rossow instead of um, De Home because he's got back-to-back -back doubles. On the bench, I've got Larkin, um, and I've got the reserve on him. Obviously, if Larkin goes great, I bring him on for Shadab Khan. If Larkin bites it and doesn't do very well at all, I'll just play Shadab Khan with every confidence. Um, I've got Cooper Connolly on my bench as well as my Nuff. See, what I, the changes I've made, remember how I've been a two-nuff person? I've had enough in bat and bowl. Now I only have one. Um, so, you know, I've made a change to get quality in with the, the emergence of that batting at number three stars player. So I've just dropped one of my nuffs, which I think is pretty good business anyway. Um, so into my bowl, I've got Matt Short. I've got Rashid Khan. I've got Trent Bolt. I've got Michael Nisa starting in my lineup, a la Shadab Khan up in the... Uh, 
batting position. And I've got Marcus Stoinis on my bench. I've got Jai Richardson and I've got the reserve on Adam Zampa. Now, you know, Zampa's probably going to score very well, I reckon, in that first round double. But, you, you know, they're up in the first game. So who am I going to put the reserve on out of Zampa, Stoinis and Bolt? I'm going to put it on... Um, I'm going to put it on Zampa. So look, if Zampa nails it, I'll bring him in and I'll, I'll bench Nisa. I've got two ripping options in Nisa and in Shadab Khan. If my loop um, Larkin and Zampa don't go off, I really like the balance of the team. Um, I had a little iteration of my team, which wasn't this one where instead of it being Joe Clark, it was Colin de home. And then I had, I flicked Jilks and I had Matty Wade. And I had, um, yeah, Matty Wade. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I like that because it gives me one less double game round player or not. But I do think Matty Wade's going to have a better season than um, Jilks. But it, it just seems like a no brainer to go if, if Jilks opens. That is, um, which I, I think I'm tipping that he will. So that's my team currently, and those are the changes I've made. So out was Willie um, De Grandhome, um, my Nuff. It was um, Maxwell, you know, and I've brought in, you know, some different players there. Yeah, nice. I mm. uh, suppose I should probably say mine then. Yeah. So well, I've still got Inglis and Jilks as my keepers. Um, I've got Matt Short, Joe Clark, Alex Hales, Shadow Khan, and Riley Rousseau as yep. my starting batsman. So I've yep. essentially taken out David Willey for Joe Clark. Yeah, we have the same um, starting, yeah. you know, starting batting lineup. <laughs> um, and then bench, I've got Joe Burns and Cooper Connolly. Mm-hmm. So I've put the emergency on Joe Burns, much like you, you you're doing with Nick Larkin. If Burns does well, I'll put Shadow Khan in. If he doesn't, I leave it as is. Yep. Uh, in the bowlers, I have Rashid Khan, Trent Bolt, Daniel Sams, Colin de Grandhome, and Marcus Stornis. Um, again, I replaced Maxi with Bolt, much like you did. And on the bench, I have Jai Richardson and Billy Stanlake. Mm. So I've got a bit of a look at a bowler in Zampa um, that you don't. Um, wh- what we've done differently is you've gone uh, a De Grand home, which is an extra, you know, double game round player. Um, and I've gone a Nisa. So... Yeah, I mean, those, those are good. I think I like the change. We don't have much different at all. But I think that those, we obviously lost Maxi and Willie. We both went for Clark and Bolt. I think that that's probably the popular one to do. Um, I've probably cooled down on Grand Home. Um, you know, I just don't know. I think he's going to probably have a better role in batting than maybe bowling. I, I don't know. How, how do you feel? I, I still feel the same. I feel like he's going to be there, Dan Christian. They're going to need him. They're going to use him um, to finish in innings with his hitting and then in the middle overs to complement Rashid Khan with some pace bowling. And, um, you know, to put less pressure on Matthew Shaw, if it's not a spinning deck, then they don't have to bowl him for three or four overs and then risk him just bowling, you know, fruit essentially and getting pasted in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, funds-wise now, I don't have enough left to do it. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I'm really hell-bent on going in with having a look at Zampa and Larkin. So I can accept um, not having him. He is an all-rounder, and I kind of feel like, you know, I got rid of um, Willie and uh, and Maxi, and I've got a bowler only in Trent Bolt in, and I've got a wicket-keeping batsman, I guess. It feels like one-and-a-half skills, although you can clean up a few points um, in keeper. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's it. I kind of felt a pressure to, to go to grand home. Um, and I obviously brought in two stars as well. So that's something to look at in your team as well. I've got Bolt, Stoyness, Zampa, Larkin and Clark, and that is five stars. Now the trading ones for me in round two are going to be Bolt, Clark and Zampa. And I'm just going to obviously use Larkin as a cash cow and hold Stoinis all year, probably. So it doesn't matter that I've got five, um, but I would probably prefer if it was four, you know, if I'm being honest. So um, mm. look, who knows what's, what's going to happen? Because if Curran comes in, I'm going to have to flip the whole thing around and change it again. But yeah. I like the lineups um, and I like the changes. I like your team and 
there's hardly anything different. So I'm sure you like my team as well. <laughs> uh, um, now we wanted to have a quick look at the top 20 players players owned and just two second answers basically on whether we like it or not. Um, I haven't really looked a great deal at ownership uh, apart from when I'm putting up my little graphic notes where I'm looking at someone's ownership and some of them have shocked me some, you know, I kind of get, but I'm still, I, I didn't even contemplate it. Number one, the most owned player is obviously Stoinis and that absolutely makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like it too. Yep. You go number two, Rashid Khan, 55. Is that a bit low for him? Uh, yeah, definitely. But that'll go up when Maxi gets replaced. Yep. Sam's at number three is fine by me. Number four is Philippi. What do you think of this at 45? But he's gone up even more since I yeah, last. Nah, that, that's the wrong, that's the wrong pick. You need to go with a double player. You need to be looking at guys like Joe Clark, and Trent Bolt, and yeah. Matthew Short, Jason Sanger as well. Like, uh, you don't pick Philippi round one with this sort of, with three people having doubles. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Inglis is going to be the other one too. So you just got a single. I mean, if you think that Philippi is going to outscore Clark in one game, he did start like a house on fire last year, like three tons in a row or something, but I just wouldn't do it. Um, I, I want Philippi too, probably. I reckon at some point, particularly when it's there by, obviously I'll be, I'll be bringing him in, um, but he could burn people. He's got, he's got the, the ability. He's a very talented player, but I just reckon it seems if you're pumping out 168 on a non double game round player, I think you're spending yeah. a good portion of your salary on someone in a, you know, in, in, in a position where, you know, there's got to be options, I reckon, that could be better for that price. Um, number five is Alex Hales. He's gone up. Um, he had a pretty, I think it was a pretty solid World Cup campaign, and I'm happy to have him. I think he's, you know, we lost some X factors, so I like him as an X factor. Although, you know, one of those, the blokes in that chat there said, you know, he reckons that Bolt's going to clean him up for a golden in that first game, and I'm scared. Yeah, well, look, I just feel like he's already acclimatized, hasn't he? Mm. So... In all, in all honesty, they could just say they could just put Jilks on strike for the first over, protect Hales. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to let it scare me off having him because he could just go out for a golden and still probably crush it in the second game. Number six yep. on the list is Zampa. Um, I flipped. I, he's been in really good form. Yeah, no, I, I wish I could own him too. Uh, in the World Cup, Zampa averaged fifty three. Uh, that's by Honeyball. Um, he averaged 53 super coach points in the World Cup, and he's priced at, um, you know, say roughly a 35 average, yeah, 36. So that's value, yeah. Um, number seven is Will Sutherland. I don't get hate it. it, hate yeah. it. There's way better options now that have, Before, uh, yeah, yeah, that have surpassed Before. him. As soon as Dre Russ was signed, yeah, there was no Will Sutherland, yeah. RC Short is number eight, 30. That's people clinging on to yesteryear for sure. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I could do it round one. I don't think he's going to bowl that much this year. Shadow Khan's there. They've got six bowls, really. Shadow Khan will demand four overs. And if it's a spinning deck, well, maybe he'll bowl an over or two, but he won't be yeah. there. He, he, he absolutely reeks of get a look at him because he's just such a light and shade player. When he's on, I think we'll know and we'll – I mean, I've watched a little bit of the old Marsh Cup and he hasn't looked sensational with the bat. I mm. think his bowling is really underrated. Um, Maybe it's more rated now. But, yeah, you do have a Shadab Khan in there. So I wouldn't be doing it personally, but, um, you know, he – yeah, it, it's, a, it's a yesteryear pick. Maxwell, that's obviously got to change now. Harry Nielsen at 10 – um, oh. he's too low in the order. Um, for for sixty two, just find the money for Jilks. You know, I, yeah. I would say. Um, I think Jilks has got yeah. another back to. He's got another double game in round two as well. So I just don't get it. Um, Harry Nielsen's one that obviously he's going to have a double to start in a poor role, and then he's no six or seven. Yeah, there's like. no there's no double in round two as well. Um, Tim David, he is number 11 on the list. I don't like it. Um, I think, I mean, I'd even prefer cutting now that, um, Willie's yeah. if they don't sign someone fantastic, um, you know, you've gone down there with, uh, Billy Stanley. I prefer him. 
I just think yeah. there's better options. You've got Larkin and that. Those are good roles. Why would you take a, a five or six? Maybe because of his X factor and his run rate yeah. bonus that he yeah. might get. But um, you've got people. You've got to be able to face enough balls to get to 20 runs for that to happen. And he won't most games. Yeah. So if you own Tim David and uh, Nielsen, make it, um, you know, Larkin or Burns and then get uh, get Nielsen up Jilks. to Jilks. That'll, yeah. that'll sort you out. Number 12 is Ben McDermott at 28.1, over 211K. I'd love to see these people's team who are splurging um, 211,000 on Ben McDermott. I'll tell you what, when Maxwell got ruled out, I did consider him. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, because you you know you want an X-Factor player, a gun, but is he going to be able to replicate what he did last year? Well, he's sort of the guy that I think I'd take a risk if he had a double round one. I definitely own. Um, but I don't think on a single I can take the risk. That's why I went just yeah, I mean Joe Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, number 13 on the list is Matt Short, and he's an explosive opening bat too. They usually, if you know, it's like if they get a 60, it's off 30 balls. He's a Ben McDermott type, and he's he's a good chance of bowling overs as well as a backup sort of safety blanket. Number 14 on the list is Josh Inglis. I can't believe he's only at 25.9%. That is absolutely low ball. I mean, the people who are owning Nielsen are lunatics. Get him, you know, get Josh Inglis in. I'm sure they, maybe they have him as well, and they've gone with Nielsen as their second one. But I can't believe he's only 25%. Um, number 15 on the list is Chris Lynn, 24.3. I kind of, um, one of the little flip arounds in my team, I sort of had him in cause I needed to save 10 grand. I saw the playbook, some of his short form stuff in other tournaments around the world. And I thought maybe, maybe I'll take a flutter of him as my bench person to have a look at maybe instead of Zampa. But I just sort of, um, I have chosen not to go with Lynn this year. Yeah, he feels like a Darcy Short pick, doesn't he? I just feel like he's yesteryear. I think his best days are behind him. You know, his mind's not really there. He's he's focused on that UAE that UAE comp in January. He's just filling in the time at this point. I I don't think so. I don't think I'd go anywhere near him. He's a trap. Yeah, oh, you're calling it a trap. Yeah. Um, All right. I don't even know if I've got AU for real on here. Where is it? Are you for real? Yeah, he's he's either going to be a trap or a gun. I don't think there's any yeah. in between. Um, Colin de Grandhome, twenty three point seven. I've I've moved off him personally. Um, you think he should be higher? Do you think um, that, yeah. you think that I should you know scrap the the Nisa thing and go you know him instead? I oh, might be worth it for Adam Zampa, but if your team layout doesn't allow you to have to $100,000 players. You've got to get Colin. Like, I'm almost certain he's going to be there, Dean, Dean Christian. And it's a very fruitful role. Um, the ceiling is immaculate. Usually, in most cases, the floor is great as well. He feels like a very safe double game pick. I feel like he's shooting for 120 points in the double. And I can just, you know, ride the cash and flip him to someone else later on. Yeah, I mean... I kind of, you know, I, in a way, I would prefer him to Ross Al if it wasn't back-to-back doubles. You know, yeah. I, I'm thinking about, I mean, if I wanted to hold Joe Clark, say, in round two, um, I could get him up to keeper and and, and pl- bring Jukes down and have him as an extra double. So I don't want to lose Clark if because that at least leaves that option open for me um, and it came at a cost of DeGrand home. But, I mean... I don't know if I'm really scared of him, but we'll wait and see. Matty Wade, um, I, I don't mind this one, actually. I really thought about it myself as well. He'll be the captain. He'll keep. He's going to open. Um, we, he's pretty explosive. I think he's way better than the 120K price tag. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not definitive that he opens, but I'm definitive that he bats the top three or four. Uh, it's just that I, I feel as all those runs on the board. And obviously, Ben McDermott will open. Um, I think Matthew Wade bats at three or four. And he's definitely undervalued. 120000 for Matthew Wade. You tell me that two years ago and I'd laugh at you. Like, yeah. I mean, who do you think is going to open with uh, McDermott? I think it's short on McDermott. And then I think I've got Wade at three and Asifali oh. at four. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, they showed um, last year they were happy to put Darcy Short lower down. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, so, hope, um, yeah. That could be maybe make Matty Wade less enticing, but still probably okay if batting at three. Um, Trent Bolt is up into 18th now, 21.9%. I kind of agree with it. He's in good form. He did actually fizzle out a little bit in that World Cup, but he's a he's a class bowler. Um, and, yeah. you know, he's, he's get him in. Um, number 19 is yeah. Willie. You got to get willing, willing. We'll go home. What's going on, Willie? You bastard. Um, no offense. Um, number twenty is Jilks, which makes a lot of sense to me at twenty-one percent. But there's some picks that are going to be tentative picks. I reckon. You know, Larkins and Burns. They're all going to be. They should be yin and yang. Whoever you think is going to get the three. That's the one I reckon you go with. And I will obviously go to Burns if it is Burns. And you'll obviously go to Larkin if it's Larkin. Um, we'll both Jilks, go to Webster if it's Webster. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it all depends on Jilk's opening for me. Um, I think now with Willie gone, um, I think he keeps. And I, I've floated that he, I reckon he was a chance of keeping already. But I think losing Willie and how they're going to have to replace him, I think um, he keeps. Yeah, I don't think they can pick um, Baxter Holt now. And if they do, then Jason Sanger's an absolute shoe in for your side. Because yep. that would leave Cutting as the fifth bowler, technically. And he, there's no way he can bowl his four overs. So Sanger would bowl at least two every game. Um, I think they have to pick um, an, an international all-rounder in that position. And I think that'll be the death of Baxter Holt. For super coach, and I think it will mean that Jilks gets that much of a boost in his role. Yeah, and I still have him opening. Um, the only person I think that could sort of um take that from him um would be so, probably yeah, or or maybe cutting if they wanted to oh, do yeah. that. But I just think you know definitely cutting is not a better option, and I think Rousseau is a perfect three. So I just think for the bit, fit of the team, it works, but. If we get to the the bat flip or whatever, and Jilks is listed to come in at seven or eight, I'll make a change. You know, maybe I'll go that Maddie Wade route, or um, I don't know. You got to think of a way that you can. What 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 can you do? I'll probably get Clark up there, maybe because I've already got mm. him, and, and flick down and use the money of, um, you know, on someone else down there. Uh, that's what yeah. I'll do. That's that's I'd the bit of Clark. Yeah, I bring in Adam Zampa and move everyone up. I think. Yep. All right. Well, that's the top 20. There's only a couple of little curly ones in there for me, um, but, you know, a couple of real odd ones. Um, we'll go to the questions. I'll ask you. I've got some questions into the show. I'll see which ones I like. Well, one had tips on starting a good team. Get lots of double game round players, mate. There you go, Causa. Um, here's a question from Jason for you. How likely is that Willie gets replaced or will they put their faith in cutting at seven? Um, I think they'll definitely replace Willie. And I don't think if cutting bats at seven, and there's a little bit of interest, but I don't, I don't think so. I think he bats eight, and yeah. I'm gonna say sign a bowler, in which case he definitely bats seven, but then he wouldn't bowl. Yeah. yeah, I just I agree with you. I just can't see him bowling four overs. So if he's in there as a bowl, you know, I mean, I don't even think he'll get to four. I think they'll probably bowl Sanger. Um. Here's one from Hayden. Clark and then Burns on the bench or DeGrantholm and Vince on the bench? Clark and Burns. Burns or, or DeGrantholm, DeGrantholm and Vince? Hmm. I think for the whole season, I'd go DeGrantholm and Vince. But for round one, I think you've got to go Clark and Burns. Yeah. I mean, if you've got an absolute stacked team for double game round players, I probably prefer DeGrand, Home and Vince because essentially you're losing one double game round player. Um, yeah. All right. Clark and DeGrand, Clark versus DeGrand, Home, Lynn versus Rossow, and Zampa versus Nathan Coulton All right. We'll start out with the Zampa versus Coulton one. Definitely Zampa. I've gone a little bit cold on Kultanal despite the improvement in his role. I'm just sort of like, you know, it would be such a super coach thing to happen that he goes nuts in the first game and then he gets rested. They've already said openly that they're going to manage him throughout the season. So that, that put me off a little bit as well. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't take. I didn't take that into consideration, but he is 35 and he has had an injury history. 
and Zampa's, you know, upon reflection, Zampa did bowl a lot of death overs last year because they didn't have much death bowling. And they've addressed that problem now in the draft. And, and without Maxwell there bowling middle overs of spin, Zampa can go back to his middle overs and that's where he takes his wickets. So he can stop worrying about not going for more than six and a half and over and start just trying to take wickets. And that's where a super coach uh, lends itself to wicket taking. Yep. Uh, and he's in form. Um, yeah. All right. The other two? Lynn Rousseau. I think you go Rousseau. Four games, two rounds. Otherwise, if they were pl- both playing one game each, I'd go neither. And I would look at Michael Nisa. Um, the Clark to Grandhome. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, for, I think purely because of price, I'd go to Grand Home, but that would be the only thing between them. Yeah, so if they were the same price, you'd go Clark. Uh, yeah, probably, probably, probably. I, I, I think so. I think. Yeah, so. I mean, I could go. I could in my team. I personally went Rossow over Lynn, and I personally went Clark over to Grand Home. You know because. Yeah, I did, and it gives me a little mm. bit of ability if I want to. In round two, if I want to play Jukes, just say Jukes bla- bla- bra- brains it in round one. Um, you know, because I have players like Bolt. You know, I I I'm matching them. I've got enough money to be able to buy Mitch Marsh without having to sell Clark if I don't want to. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can bring Clark yeah. as my non-playing and play jokes next in round two as an extra player. If I wish to do so, that's the, that's the advantage of him. Um, a sneaky round one punt on couch or Thornton from the strikers. Okay. I don't mind myself a bit of Henry Thornton. I wonder if he was just a bit, you know, unknown quality last year, but in saying that, he does feel like one of those guys like your Sean Abbott or your Coulter Niles who, st- who can just take wickets even though they're bowling garbage, like Mark Steckity as well. <laughs> you know, they just bowl a line of length that's not quite hittable. It's hittable, but it's not quite hittable enough. And they take wickets for fun doing that and they just change their pace. I feel like he's one of those guys. Um He's like 160,000 though, isn't he? Yeah, he's expensive. Yeah. So I mean, if um, you're if you're going to go someone, I'd just be going Bolt, wouldn't you? Like Well, I if you're going that ballsy, I'd rather go probably 20,000 cheaper and go for Brendan Doglett, who's almost exactly the same. Plays four games in two rounds, a so short of a bowling spot in that Thunder team. And in all honesty, he might end up taking more wickets than Henry Thornton just because it'll be him and Sam's at the death. And there'll be no competition for death overs. Yeah. And I don't mind Couch. Um, he's obviously enhanced now, I think. He's definitely in the team and he he's a good chance of bowling, you know, a death death over or two. Um, yeah. moving on. <laughs> Jilks really sucks. I'm finding it hard even with the double. They obviously watched the Marsh Cup when he went out cheaply the other yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, you just gotta have faith, you know. He d- he kind of cemented his spot in the Thunder 11 last year with that big 90-odd run game against, I think, Adelaide. And if he keeps following this trajectory in his career, then he should he should really cement himself as a top-quality big batch player this year. I think you've got to have faith when he's playing four games in two rounds. I think you have to. Yeah, unless his role, unless his role stinks. If they go with, um, you know, old mate, uh, as Holt. the key Holt, um, you know, you lose that. And if he's batting at yeah. uh, seven, then find another avenue. If he's opening and he's got the gloves, get him in. It's just yeah. he's cheap enough, and he's got back-to-back doubles. Um, Sanger or Joe Clark? Sanger or Joe Clark? Yeah. Um, I'd probably go. I think I'd go Jason Sanger. Yeah, yeah, I think I would. I mean, yeah. one's got one game and then a bye, and one has got back-to-back doubles and, and every chance, a growing chance of bowling maybe a couple of overs. He bats at three, we think, yeah? So um, yeah. I don't mind saying he'll. I think he'll be lower ownership than um, Joe Clark, personally. 
Yeah, I, I think I agree. Great pod for round one. Yep. Um, can you add you and Nathan's teams to your story? Even though we do cover them in the show, I'll get Nathan to flick me across a screenshot and I'll put them in the story. You can have a look at this. There's not much different um, between the two of us. It happens when you podcast with someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, with Willie and Maxie gone, I'm thinking of going a non-double player. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think they're sort so- of saying with the caliber, I guess, of people you lose. I think there's probably still a few to choose from, but going a non-double gameplay, you think someone think, who wants to go, um, I don't know, who, who, who's someone who we think I, is going to be great? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, I like Sean Abbott as a pick. You know, you're only yeah. really spending 20000 more to upgrade from Maxwell to Sean Abbott. Um, from Willie, I don't mind Andre Russell. Now you finally get the opportunity to take a flyer on him. Um and it's perfectly justified because he'll be heavily involved as well. I, I don't mind the pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon um it's it's a lot of money to go elsewhere, but I mean here's me stashing Jai Richardson for round two. So I just, you know, I, I um you know, everyone's gonna have their own little tweak of um you know, theory that they want to do. It's, I'm laughing at yeah. uh, Nathan. He's got pen all over his hand. Well, yeah. I spilled my non-alcoholic beer all over my mouse and keyboard earlier as well. So it's the old uh, try to keep talking while you're um <laughs> while you're cleaning up carnage. Yeah. Um, the last question is Inglis, Jilks, and Clark, or Inglis, Wade, and DeGrand home. Inglis, Jilks, Clark. Um, I think I'd go Inglis, Jilks, Clark. Yeah, yeah, I would too. That's three, um, you know, back-to-back, uh, well, three um, double-game players. One of them's a back-to-backer. Um, and obviously, Inglis is not a double-game round in round one. He's in round two. But you you are, you know, they're all three double-gamers. Um, you know, in that second combo, you've got um, Wade, who's not going to get a, a double for a while. And you don't even think he's going to open the batting. Well, you, you know, so I, I don't know. I'd go with number one personally. Um, that's all the questions that I've had through to the um, story. You got anything? Uh, I think I put out one or two. Yep. Uh, let's see. You, okay. This one's from Tom. What's your favorite pod for round one? Yeah, I really think um, Zanger is really calling out to me a little bit. And the funny thing is he hasn't called out to me until um, now, really, as Willie sort of exited. And I thought, well, it's a really good role. I kind of, these roles that pop up to me, I sort of say, well, I'm going to take notice of that person. Um, I like him. I like him as a you know point of difference. And he's not even, we, he wasn't one of the names on the top 20. I don't even know where he is in the list there. Yeah, um, he was at 9% ownership, I think. Yeah, so that's really nice. I still don't mind if somebody wants to take a risk that Nathan Coulton Isle doesn't get a rest. Um, I don't mind him as a as an option. Um, but I really think Sanger with back to backs, I think he looks like a pretty good option to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, this one is from Deb. Um, how many Perth players should we have on our bench? Um, look, I think you could get away with two. If you're going with three, I think you're really starting to hamper around away from your round one team. Um, and also, you know, uh, how many do you want of them? How many scorches do you want? I mean, I'm going to probably, I've got Marsh. I've already got Richardson there. I've got Inglis. I might grab one, maybe two more and then grab a heat player. So, um, how many do you want? I, I reckon Inglis and one other is probably okay. I reckon f- to stash in there to prepare for the next round. Cause you know, you're adding them to your thunder players. It all depends on how many thunder players you have too, but I just reckon, um, don't, you don't want to have as little non-players as you can really. Yeah, and you, you stack it with more than two. Do you have another enough or you got no n- other nuffs? You've probably got a lot of non-playing players if you go too heavy with it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, well, the rest are very similar questions, so I think we'll, we'll leave that there. Beautiful. All right, well, moving on to the team previews, we're covering the Sixers and the Renegades. Um, we'll uh, go with the Sixers first, and you can give me your Sixers team if you have it handy. Okay, yep, here we go. Um, my... 
here we are. All right. So opening up, I've got uh, Philippi and James Vince. Yep. Um, at three, I've got Curtis Patterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I've got Henriquez, Jordan Silk, Daniel Christian, Hayden Kerr, Sean Abbott, Chris Jordan, Ben Dwarshus, and Stephen O'Keefe. Yeah, well, we're very similar. I've got Philippi and Patterson opening. I think he sort of introduced himself as a nice attacking opener. Um, yeah. Patterson last year. And Vince can do three really soundly, I think. So I've got him in there at three. I think Vince is an interesting one. I think if you've got a little bit spare, you know, and you want to go a non-player, a non-round one double player. Um, Enrique, Silk, Christian Kerr, Abbott. Yeah, I've got Dwarshus into Jordan and then O'Keefe, but I think Jordan's a better batter probably than Dwarshus, so he probably will bat higher. Um, other players are Bird, obviously Murphy, Hughes, who whacked a big um, score recently, but I, I think he misses. Naveed, um, Edwards, and Nathan Lyon will be available at the end of the tournament. So we're very similar, I guess, in there. We had the same 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, on to the Renegades. I think it's going to be Finch and Marsh opening. Um, Mackenzie Harvey uh, in at three. Yeah. Um, I've got um, Madison, um, Harper, Dre Rush, Wells, Hosnane, um, Rogers, and uh, Richardson and Mujib. Yeah. Okay. A bit different here. Yeah. Um, I've got Finch and Marcus Harris opening up. Yeah. Um, then I've got Madison Shaw Marsh at three and four. I've got Wells at five and Russell at six. I've got Sam Harper at seven. Mm. And then I've got Akil Hussain, Tom Rogers, Kane Richardson, and Majeev to round out my bowls. Yeah. I mean, I think if he's released, Harris, um, he will definitely go in there probably at the expense of Harvey. You would, you'd think, wouldn't you? I, I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, they caught, they sort of need some quality because Finch is declining, right? And that they just need some someone with a you know fair technique. He hasn't he's not a great T twenty player, but he's got he's got too good of a a test match quality ish technique, you know, that sort of traditional technique. That really helps uh, as an opening batsman in T twenties, particularly in these little competitions. So I think that'll lend itself he just needs one good knock and he'll almost double in value. So he's an easy one. Yep. Um, I've got Harper ahead of Dre Russ because I think he's a better batter and he's an attacking batter. You've got two real attacking batters in there. And I think Wells is the guy that guides them home. You know, he's just, and he's proven to do mm. that pretty well in the past. Yeah. So um, I don't know if I mentioned, I did mention Rogers, didn't I? Rogers, yeah. Richardson, Majib. Um, others are going to be Will Sutherland, who well, I haven't even got in the um, team. Now, yeah. um, Fraser McGurk, um, Evans, Presswich, and Keller Potha. Um, yeah, we have some difference. Oh. Yeah, I think what's his name, Keller Potha, could push mm. for a pick potentially, uh, replacing not open in the exact position, but potentially ahead of Marcus Harris. If they want a better sick bowler than Nick Madison, then I think Keller Potha's your guy because that also gives them. You know, uh, more quality, quality spin option. Uh, I think. I think and, when they're batting, I think that they're batting with. Uh, you know, you're going. Um, you know, this down into Rogers is where it starts to get shit. So I reckon they could even get rid of Wells. Technically, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but uh, all right. Well, that's the Renegades. Uh, you know, and again, we always put in our um, run sheet. This is a bit of, you know, calling for out from a distance and, you know, yeah. Um, I think they'll release probably test players. So Harris, I don't think he's a chance of getting a run personally. They just got him in the squad. So he will be released back. You'd think so. Um, yeah. he'll probably be at the top of the order. Um, who let's move on to, Oh, have I got me? No, no I'm on the wrong sound thing. <laughs> okay. It's hard to keep a track of these. No. Lock him in. <laughs> there we go. Who are we locking into our team <laughs> for round one and why? All righty. So, and this is probably, I'm assumably the same as last time, just state everyone. Um, I will be locking in whoever bats number three for the Melbourne Stars. Yep. 
Um, I'm locking in Jai Richardson. Uh, I'm just about locking in all of my team, maybe outside of Riley Rousseau. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't lock in Joe Clark just yet. Yeah. Um, or Trent Bolt. Oh, Trent Bolt. Um, well, yeah. I'm locking in Zampa. I've liked the form um, and I was trying to resist him. I've said, you people have heard me say I'm going to fade Max uh, Zampa, but I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to lock him in and he's going to be the person I look at on my bench. Um, I'm, I'm sort of deciding between Clark de Grandhome. Um, I've gone with Clark currently because I like that ability to play jokes in round two if I want to, but, um, you know, an all rounder, I think I might be because I've got him bolt, um, and Clark, I feel like I'm an all rounder short. I feel like, um, I'm locking in bolt, you know, to me, it was a no brainer. I, he was the one that I always said I was going to feel uneasy about and he's in there now. As soon as I heard Maxwell out, I will go with Lark and Auburn's whoever gets the three. And I really like the look. I, I got rid of enough and I got Nisa. Um, he's going to obviously, I'm stashing a two, two guys for a round two double and I'm stashed one for round three double. Um, I think, and, and looking at Nisa's form as well, he's in bloody form. He's, he's been, it seems like he's been in form for so long. I like to look at yeah. the team with him in there and the way I've set up my team, I get a look at, you know, Larkin and, and, uh, Zampa. And if I don't, I'm, I'm playing Shadab and Nisa. Thanks very much. That feels good. Um, so I like to look at the team with him in there. Um, I'll have to adjust if a Curran comes in because it'll probably come at a cost of or maybe Rossell or or um, Nisa to be able to fund it. Um, anyone that oh, on. Bates. Bates. Oh, all right. Depends on who replaces uh, David Willie, but Daniel Sams. Um, if it is uh, Curran, um, he might he'll be impacted. I don't he'll be impacted negatively in, to some extent. Um, if it's Sam Curran, I think he's a double game merchant at that point. Um, I, I, I'm I'm nervous. I'm shaky on Daniel Sams, depending on what happens here. Um, I'm also fading. I I think I'm fading a little bit as time goes by on my boy Colin de Grandhome. I I am nervous that maybe I've bought into the role too much and not the fact that he's 36 and hasn't produced much recently. Mm. Um, Fading Nathan Coulton-Isle, it's that inconsistency whether whether or not he's going to play. starting to play in my mind a little bit. who else am I fading? And I'm probably fading uh, Oliver Davies. A lot of people are picking Ollie Davies in their team. I just don't know if he's going to get a run. And even if he does, it's going to be batting at five or six. Is he going to get that much of a bat? I don't know. His money-making is going to be inconsistent. I, I think, I don't know if I pick him, you know, I'm fading him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it all depends on where he comes into bat, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, fading wise, um, Nathan Coulton Isle. I said the the playbook guys got me to think about the chance, even if it's a small chance. There's every lot. There's a there's a there is also a chance that he plays both of those games and he absolutely brains it. Don't forget that because he will bat at seven, I think probably, um, and he will bowl four overs. So, um, and he's a hundred k. So he, you know, Zampa's going to rely on his bowling. He's not going to get much with the bat, and he's not the greatest fielder in the world. So, you know, yeah. at least Nathan Coulton Isle has probably a little bit more you know to offer but it is a bit of a worry on the old um on whether he plays both games lynn i just can't press the button to bring lynn into my team um but i'm sort of a little iffy on rossell i mean just what i saw from south africa and him late in the tournament it is just all about that double game round. I've brought in stars. I, I got rid of Willie and um, Maxwell and I brought in two stars. So I kind of, you know, in a way, I feel like I'm obliged to hold, you know, um, Rossell because he's going to get back-to-back games. That's why I'm holding him instead of um, getting flicking him off to a DeGrand home or someone else who I kind of almost prefer um, because I, I need to still have good numbers in round two 
So that's why Rossell gets a little bit of a, you know, he, he survives. Um, we'll finish the show with um, teams. Give us three names for round one that will set your team apart from the masses. Um, uh, and yeah, that's it. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't own him, but I might, I, I very well could do by the end of this uh, podcast. I think Jason Sanger. Yep. Uh, in fact, yeah, I'm taking, I'm bringing in, I'm taking out Trent Bolt. Um, yeah, Jason Sanger. I think he would set you apart. That ownership is just too low not to get on. Um, I think, I think whoever bats at three for the stars, a few, it might go over a few people's heads because we won't know until the toss, and I don't think. Not many people will be able to be that reactionary half an hour before the game starts. So I'm guessing that, you know, whoever bats at three for them would set you apart if they do well. Uh, and Sean Abbott is my other one. I think because of the price, not many will own him round one with no double. But if you're not overly uh, enticed by many of the double game replacements for Maxwell, then I think uh, you've got a great replacement in Sean Abbott. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the thing too. We've, because of the Maxwell news, news, we've got a Larkin and Burns price point that comes in that might give you just that little bit of extra money to be able to go somebody like um, an Abbott. And, you know, we saw him in some games there. I mean, there was a double round where he didn't play the second game, but he scored enough in the first game when they yeah. were on the double to be able to score more than other people who played both of the games. That's how good he is. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I like that as a little bit move. He, he's one name. I really think um, Jason Sanger with the way things are falling and we'll have to wait and see if they bring in Zahir Khan, for instance, it probably doesn't it means to me that they don't get as much bowling from Sanger and he's just about at number three. For 160s, or you know, is he going to bet a Ross Hour be three? Probably four. Yeah, probably four, four for Batting like. four and bowling two is a lot more alluring to me than no bowling and batting at four for 170. Is he 100? Yeah, 177. Yeah. So, um, but I, I, I reckon he's a name to set you apart because everyone's going to own Bolt now and he's going to go up more because he's a big name. Um, and I like a Jason Sanger as a, as a point of difference. Um, I, I, I like the Nisa play. I reckon Nisa bats seven and bowls his four overs. He's in really good form. Um, and for that reason, I like Thornton too. Thornton too. He's more expensive and I don't reckon I prefer him to someone like, um, Bolt, but I reckon he's going to get a run in that team. I was sort of umming and ahhing whether it's going to be Wes Agar or him. He's been in really good form, uh, Thornton in uh, lower, you know, in the lower divisions there. So I think he's going to get a, a run in that team. Um, and I reckon if if we get Siddle or someone in there, I don't mind a little tickle on one of those less owned ones like a Siddle or a Couch, if because we know um, people who get a death over. If you think that it's a bowler who's going to get a death over or two. Lock them in. I don't mind a Dre Russ even now. Um, you know, in your team that you had there, you had Dre Russ batting what five or six? I think I did. Yeah, five or six. Depends on what they do as well. So that's that's not a bad. He's going to bowl four overs and bat five or six. You know, and you only got him for a four game stint, but you could be up up and away by then. Um, you know, I prefer someone like uh, Sean Abbott, you know, but he's Dre Rush is not going to break the bank as much. So, you know, I think he, because we lost those two guys of pretty decent value, you can probably play around a little bit more with you. I, I dropped enough, you know, and I was able to afford a, um, a Nisa, but I reckon you could go a, an Abbott. You could go a Dre Rush. You could take a tickle on someone else who, I mean, batting six and bowling four overs, he could outscore someone on a double, you know, might quite yeah. possibly. Um, look, anything else? Um, we'll probably, when do we think that we're going to get the news? I mean, obviously there's no time frame on it. They're just going to be hunting and negotiating and trying to, you know, lure someone over for Willie. I hope that by our next podcast, we know who's who they've gone and grabbed um, yeah. to replace Willie. Cause you know, easy to pick, but it's yeah. we're three weeks away um, now. Anyone else, any other squads looking for anyone? Um, I think they're all full. Um, aren't they? 
or the Hurricanes might be because Ashraf has to go off on test duties for the first three or four rounds, but that's not official yet. So they might have a replacement pinned for him mm. in the event he misses. Yeah, I think that the Willie replacement's the one that is the most appealing because they're on back-to-back doubles and it's going to be, um, you know, a high-class international. So I wait with uh, bated breath on who it's going to be. And I reckon Mm. if it's what we're pontificating, you know, a current type, they are in my team 100%. Nathan, absolutely pleasure, absolute pleasure talking super coach again with you. Um, We'll talk again next week. Thank you for having me. See you later. Beautiful. Tate. Oh, it's four. Oh, 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 Chris Lynn has taken the wall.